Hello, Madison, and welcome to You Seem Exceptional, a brand new talk show that you're currently listening to on WSUM 91.7 FM, Madison. Each week on this show, we will have a guest on to get to know them and their story. I am your host, Oliver Gearhars, and today our guest is my co-host, Jeb Blossom. Now, uh, <clears throat> just as a reminder before we get started, the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. So, Jeb, uh, where are you from? I am from Door County, Wisconsin. More specifically, uh, I live right outside of Sister Bay. Um, yeah, great place. Yeah, I love it. Um, have you been up there your whole life? Yeah, um, well, most of my life. For a brief period, I actually lived in Stoughton, right outside of Madison, um, which was only for about two years, but then I moved back to Door County. I live in high school. That was in high school, life. you said? Or no, that was before kindergarten even. Oh, that was like, yeah. so you don't, you don't even remember that, yeah, right? Yeah, barely, no. Yeah, uh, so uh, you told me earlier that, you know, before going to before going to high school, you said you went to boarding school? Oh, yeah, boarding school was my high school, yeah. Oh, it was your high yeah. school. So was that also up in Door County? No, I was in actually in uh, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, which is about maybe 30 minutes east of Madison, um, really it's like town of 16,000, and they're just for some reason a boarding school there. So it's just, I mean, how many people are in the, how much of the ta- that town is just boarding school then? Um, honestly, not that much. They have a really big public high school. Uh, but now, um, I don't know, my school is really small. Like there's maybe 160 kids total over four grades, which is not that many. That's smaller than my school back at home. So you're majoring in poli sci now. Um, what, did any of that sort of did that sort of come to you while you were at boarding school? Did you have an opportunity to explore that there? Yeah. So in high school, I was really involved in a model UN, um, which I liked. I went to a lot of conferences at uh, Carthage College and University of Chicago. Did some conferences there too, and I really enjoyed it. And um, but mainly, um, what really got me wanting to do poli sci is my senior year of high school, um, I decided to grow a mustache before coming to school in the fall. Uh, but our dress school or our dress policy did not allow any facial hair except for religious reasons. Um, so, and I thought that was, you know, I didn't agree with it. So I wrote a very strongly worded and detailed and, uh, very categorical and method, uh, and methodical email to our head of school who was like our principal and uh i was like we should have mustaches or they should within reason um and then he what caved <laughs> he caved my rhetorical skills were too much for him so you actually you changed the world really yeah yeah i know mustaches are not allowed at wayland academy for seniors just for seniors just for seniors so you said that there was like so when you say within reason what's a Reasonable mustache. (laughs) I'm more concerned about what an unreasonable mustache is. Well, so at the time when I wrote the, so I was it just upper lip or could you do? Was the chin banned too? The chin, it was banned. It was (laughs) originally all facial hair was banned, and then um, I, uh, it ended up being basically navy regulations for mustaches because at the time, oh, at the time when I was writing that email about mustaches. I really wanted to go to the Naval Academy. Um, I did a summer program before my senior year there. 
um, and I was applying there. I ended up applying there. Didn't get in. Um, but I was like, why don't we just have the Navy facial hair regulations? Because the whole thing was they wanted to be professional. It's like, well, the military is professional, and they have facial hair within reason. So it's uh-huh. like... So that's what's within reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I think the specifics are, it's like a quarter inch off the corner of your lip, like horizontally. It can't go below a vertical line extending from the corners of your lips. Um, and then it has to be like, a, it can't go below your top lip. That is a very... You know, that's the kind of ex- uh, precision that I expect from the military when it comes to a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. So um, when you weren't, you know, writing, you know, emails about your mustache to the, <laughs> to the principal, was principal the word? Head of school. Head, to the head of school. title. It was, yeah. I've, it seems like they would care about that sort of thing. So I just wanted to make yeah. sure I got it right. <laughs> when you're not writing those to the uh, the head of school, what were you up to back then? Um... In high school, I spent a lot of my time, uh, I mean, in Beaver Dam, there's really not a lot to do. So pretty much every weekend, you go to McDonald's. Um, if we weren't doing that, we'd probably just be hanging out in the dorms, uh, maybe go see a movie every now and then. But uh, I, at home, I'd play a lot of video games. I built my own computer sophomore year, and then senior year, I brought it, and I continued to play a lot at school. Um, but I played sports in high school too that we had to play sports that was one of the things oh is you had to be in a sport um and so i did like lacrosse track football just because my friends were in them and i wanted to be involved i mean yeah i mean that sounds so you went for like the sort of sort of the full board of things i I think the fact that mcdonald's being the first thing you listed speaks to just how much there is to do out there oh yeah i mean there's, there's there's definitely like I mean, a McDonald's? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think there's some weekends where I went to McDonald's Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, at various <laughs> times like throughout the day. There, like... Yeah, we just sit there. I mean, they had a couch in that McDonald's. You oh, don't see that. Well, t- you don't see that. It was a leather couch. You don't see leather couches in McDonald's. It was pretty comfy, too. You get some food and just chill out. I can, you know, when you bring the couch into the picture, yeah, I just. It's, I mean, Beaver Dam's definitely got a special kind of McDonald's there. Oh yeah, I don't. I mean, top of the line, really. So, um, you've got your own show on WSUM called Nighttime. What nighttime? Jamboree. Nighttime Jamboree on oh, yeah. Monday Monday mornings. Yeah, Monday mornings at twelve a.m. Yeah, the earliest as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's on. It's definitely it's on a Monday is a way yeah. to put it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but what brought you to the student radio station? Um. I honestly didn't know anything about it until I went to SOAR or orientation this summer. Um, And really, I saw their booth. They had like a miniature resource fair, um, which was a lot smaller in comparison to the one that they had in the fall in the Cole Center. But WSM just had a booth set up. And Quentin, I don't remember who else was with him, but they were playing playing the Deftones. (laughs) And I was automatically gravitated towards the booth and then I signed up and then I signed up again uh, at the resource fair because I just I don't know the idea of radio is just so cool to me I um and I want to you know impart what I think is superior music taste on the masses over the airwaves 
it's good to know that you think you come from a place above us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, at least musically, music taste-wise, you know. Yeah, no, but that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the same for me. Um, so what I was saying is, um, at so you've got this, uh, with your music show, it's every Monday, it's it's right there. Um, what's it, I mean, you said you had classes starting at 11, yeah. which is pretty manageable with that kind of, hour i guess and um when you've got that sort of schedule is that something that's do you mean how do you feel about waking up so kind of late in the day because <laughs> i know uh, it made me feel like kind of a bum last semester yeah because no, i was definitely the uh, the same way i get that yeah i uh last semester i definitely felt like a bum waking up at 10 o'clock but i don't know i like it i mean i have nothing else to do in the morning so why wouldn't I just sleep, you know? Um, but other than that, it's just, I, I don't want to wake up early. Does anybody ever really want to wake up early, you know? That is... If given the choice, would you wake up early? Sleeping in's nice. Exactly. But exactly. I don't know, some, I, will, I have a lot of respect for all the morning. It's a night owl, oh, yeah. and what's the bird that it is in the morning? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd say probably a rooster because they crow at the sun. It's all, it's all you roosters out there. <laughs> yeah. That's not that's not a dig. I respect the roosters in this yeah. community. All you rising grinders out there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that that grind, how do you end up at a um at a milit at a sort of well I I shouldn't say milit a, a boarding school. Um. Yeah. So my sister uh went there before me, and I honestly don't even know how she found out about the school. Um. But at some point, she just applied, and my mom didn't even know. And then she got in, and my mom was like, oh, I wish I would have found this myself because my mom thought that our public school back at home wasn't up to par, I guess. So my sister got sent off. She wanted to go, um, and then I didn't want to go. I applied, <laughs> and I got in, but I did not want to go. I mean, the idea as like a... 14 year old of leaving all your friends everyone you've known practically your entire life and then going somewhere it's like going to college well, the mcdonald's had a couch yeah that's true <laughs> there's a plus i don't know if it no it had a couch yeah all four did years the mcdonald's and borg door county come with a leather couch no i mean there isn't even a mcdonald's in northern door county whoa yeah Man, I, know. I guess it is pretty out there franchises aren't allowed it's an really? unofficial rule that's yeah that's actually that's kind of cool. <laughs> I know, but it's that's, so that's why it feels the way it does when you're up there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think exactly. that. I mean, at least it definitely helps. I went up there um, just last or two summers ago on a little camping trip with some friends of mine. Yeah, uh, I just it's I guess it's it's very you feel like you're out there. I guess, yeah. especially compared to coming here to Madison. And I oh, imagine, yeah. I mean, what's it like being now that you're in Madison, which is definitely a, a little more population-wise yeah, dense than yeah. uh, Beaver Dam or uh, Door County are. Yeah, well, so, I mean, most of the towns in Door County aren't even incorporated, so they don't post a population because, like, no one lives there. And a majority <laughs> of the population that does live there only comes in the summers, and those are all the Illinoisans that have their summer houses on the <laughs> lake. Um, but definitely coming here, I wasn't overwhelmed, but... There was just a lot more options than I was used to, because um, in Door County, like in the winter, all over winter break, I pretty much just sat in my room. 
and I mean, how cold is it? Uh, most of the time it was below zero, uh, for pretty much the entire month of January that I was up there. Um, which was not, <clears throat> it was not it. It feels like we got like three feet of snow one day and it was blowing 50 miles an hour. And I oh. felt like I woke up in the Arctic. 50 it, miles an hour? Yeah, the gusts were 50 miles an hour, but it was constant blowing at like 40. That's which a, is still not much better. Yeah, it gets, that is not a that, that's not a go outside windy. kind of day. I don't oh think. no, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> languished inside. I think towards the end of the night, I decided it was like 10:30. Yeah, let's just shows how bad it was. I hadn't left the house all day. 10:30 rolls around. My friend asked me to come over to his house, and I walked <laughs> over. I walked out to my car because we have a separate garage, and there was three feet of snow drifted in the driveway and I'm like, yeah, I can't make it. <laughs> I don't feel that. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm from Chicago and I'd say it only, the weather only got half as bad as what you're describing for like yeah. a short time towards the end of the break. And that was, that was like a pretty lock and key kind of time for me. Like I was just in there. Yeah. yeah. No, I played a lot of Minecraft when the snow was coming down. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Uh, it's just, it's it's interesting because you know coming from coming to college, I think this is probably a pretty universal experience. It's the break's a little longer, you know, than, yeah. than it has been. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, UW just seems to have that is also a true. Pretty we long do have break. I, don't I think know we why. do have a weirdly long break. Cause... Honestly, hot take. I would rather take a week off of our winter break and get out a week earlier in May. Hot take. Hot take. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't want more summer? Summer, yeah. yeah, you know, summer, I would say, is probably a little more useful, but I don't know, with how, uh, it's pretty, I don't know if the, I don't know if the city of Madison could handle it. Yeah, no, I mean, even, I was surprised coming down here on Sunday, the roads here are worse than where I live, and I'm sure the Madison Public Works Department probably has, like, 15 times the budget of the Door County Highway Department. Um, apparently, fun fact. They stopped using salt on the roads in Madison. Is, I've heard this. I've yeah. heard this many times. I stopped didn't know using that. They, salt. I didn't. I mean, that kind of makes sense with the. I mean, I can see it. I yeah, thought, I mean, it's apparently to keep the lakes healthy, which I get. Um, but at least put some sand down out there, guys. <laughs> I mean, please. It's walking to classes is like a slip and slide. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> God. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I, I think it was really nice. When I came up here, I saw uh, that the lake was frozen all the way over. Yeah. And that's really something that I just, I mean, I don't experience that because Lake Michigan's a little too big to do that yeah. as a Chicagoan. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely too big. And um, you, there's something about just like, it. Madison goes from being an Ismith and then it just sort of feels like it's in the middle of a Ice plane, desert. Which yeah. is, I don't know. It's a really unique thing to see. And I... I don't know. Maybe it's. I mean, did you live up by any like lakes? Yeah, I mean, I, I know there are more lakes up there. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I'm like five minutes from Green Bay, like the Bay of Green Bay, the body of water. Um, and then the other side of Door County is Lake Michigan. So, and there's some small lakes in Door County, um, but I'm really close to the bay and the lake, um, and I work on the bay i worked on the water as really? long as i have worked was it like a summer job type thing or yeah so i work i work at a boat rental now um but i used to work at a full service dockyard marina 
was a gas boy. <laughs> That's a, I guess, it's kind of a fascinating job title. Yeah. What, is, what does a gas boy do? Um. Well, essentially, you sit in a shack on the end of the dock, and you wait for boats to either radio you or just show up, and then you pump them full of gas or diesel. How long does it take to fill a boat? I mean, it depends. I mean. Imagine, I mean, I'm just assuming they take yeah, more gas than a car does. Yeah, I mean, I've old. seen it's taken like an hour sometimes <laughs> for some like 90-foot yachts. They'll take like 1,600 gallons of diesel fuel, and then it, they're sitting on the dock for like an hour and a half just filling up. And we have like the high-flow nozzles already, so like you can't get much faster than that. Wow. Yeah. I guess... Um, so I just sort of bouncing around back over yeah. to, to your show. How did you sort of find yourself into music enough to want to make a music show? Yeah, um, I don't know. You know, I, I love finding new music. Um, every week I wait, I yearn for my Spotify Discover Weekly um, to throw some heat at me. And it always does. <laughs> um, but I just, I just love music. I mean, I, I listen to music as much as I can. Um, whether I'm in my room, walking to class, studying, um, and I just like to impart some of that, share my taste, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess, um, I don't know, music can be pretty, I mean, it's sort of a uniting theme here at yeah. the station with everyone. Did you, um, I mean, was there any, like, restrictions on that at boarding school, I guess, or, I don't, I don't know, I can't. I'm I'm feeling to gauge just how what the vibe was over there. I mean, like restrictions on music, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we couldn't. I mean, like any high school, really, like you're not allowed to play like explicit music in public. I mean, that's pretty much. But other I than feel that, like that's that that might just be like a a um what's the word I'm thinking uh manners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Definitely experience that you know yeah but uh yeah no we had on that topic we had a dress code um my freshman year we had to wear ties every day only uh, the freshmen had to wear ties no no everyone had to wear ties or all the all the guys had to wear ties yeah um, only the freshmen have to wear something single <laughs> you know hazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um so everyone had to all the guys had to wear ties my freshman year and then following covid um i guess you know it's too constricting to wear a tie and a mask at the same time that is that's true (laughs) so they they um they said we took a break from the ties and then they never came back um which was interesting you know i kind of missed it towards my senior year just because the dress code got a little lax i mean it was a college prep school you know it's supposed to be like your average preppy boarding school um, but people were skating by with the dress code because they just stopped enforcing it. Well, I mean, senior, you could have just been the one guy wearing a tie, and I'm sure that would have gone well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could have. That's too much effort, though. You know, being the only guy, I don't want to. St- well, I do want to stand out, but also having an army of dudes in ties. So you mentioned COVID. How does that come together with uh How do boarding school and at-home school go together? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um. I remember my freshman year, we went on spring break, and we had, like, really – we had college breaks, basically, <laughs> even longer than that. Like, our Thanksgiving break was a week long. Christmas break was three weeks, and our spring break was three weeks as well. 
Did you um, have a summer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got out. We actually got out early. We got out in May, like May 20th or something like that. We'd always get out the Friday after Memorial Day. Or the Friday before Memorial Day, rather. Wow. Um, and then we'd go back in like later August. But um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. I was, I was, were we you're, talking you're about, about dress code. Yeah, yeah, dress code. Or well, um, we were talking. About, uh, we talked about dress code, then we jumped over to online school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we left spring break freshman year, and like I think maybe a couple days before we were supposed to go back, we got an email saying it was extended for a week, which I think was a pretty common thing for most people. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. And then they were like, "Oh, we're just not coming back." <laughs> um, and then. We did Microsoft Teams. Didn't have to deal with Zoom, but I was Microsoft, Microsoft Teams, Teams every is... day. Interesting interface, yeah. I'd say Chicago um, used uh, Google Meets, so I also uh, did not have the Zoom experience. That was the yeah. private kids, uh, the pri- well, the private school kids rather got yeah. the, they got the Zoom <laughs> going on. But so then we had, our classes got like really long. I don't know if that happened to everyone <laughs> <What>? over <That's> weird. <laughs> yeah over COVID, but they'd be like two-hour-long classes, um, and then we'd meet, like, two classes a day. Oh, so they switched over to, like, block scheduling type stuff? Yeah, but they made them really long. And then (laughs) that carried over uh, when we came back, because sophomore year, we came back right away in the summer. Oh, yeah, because I imagine, well, I mean, everyone's got to be pretty dependent on, I mean, there's got to be a lot of people who are just dependent on having their kids at boarding school to do whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, um, and it's, yeah, it's really a thing. Like that, or some people just can't go back home. Like we had a lot of kids from Afghanistan and Iran, and they just they They're couldn't, they, school they for couldn't like go a, back home. A reason. They, yeah, they'd have to find like a host family to wow. stay with over the breaks. Um, and I know a lot of That's them crazy. like staying with. I can't imagine staying with a family that you weren't expecting to, you were unprepared for, and then you're stuck there. Oh, from spring wow. break, you start all the way through summer. That's that's like crazy. I mean, you start with. Um, like you start with a week and then you're like, oh, please, guys, just one more week. They're keeping me out. Oh, just yeah. uh, just can indefinitely, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. It was really a tricky situation for a lot of people. Um, but then when we came back sophomore year, um, ties were gone. That was when that started. Was that like, a, was that a big thing? I thought it was a big thing because it also coincided with. Do they have to be around the neck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they. You guys yeah. went, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, they also coincided with, we got a new head of school that year, too. Um, and he uh, had a different approach than the previous head of school. Um I read him a lot about the ties. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It was kind of, it'd be kind of hypocritical for me to be like, you know, let's have a more let's, lax dress code, but let's also can we have a stricter dress code. Do things the way that I want to do. Yeah, them, exactly. You need to uh, listen to this student <laughs> yeah but that's he's he recommended uh that i go into law because of how how i wrote those emails he was like you know you should really consider <laughs> going into law and so that's what got me into poli sci and then really? did, it, yeah. did the school offer any like classes or extracurriculars in the, the field at all no i mean besides i mean if you count Mali united nations i mean i feel like um, that that, that's definitely, I mean, it's closer to poli than anything else. Yeah. Did you participate in that? Yeah, yeah. I was executive board member. Like, me and my friends pretty much ran the club by our senior year. <laughs> How um, many people were a part of it? Um, 
I'd say probably to our senior year was the largest it had been for a long time just because COVID kind of killed it. Um, but I'd say we had like 40 people on the team, which is that's, that's like, like a quarter of the school and also like, on the Model UN team. Whoa, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's like a – okay, that's – Model UN was big then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was probably one of the cooler clubs because you got to – get off school to go to conferences oh how often were you at what, what countries were you is that how it works <laughs> yeah yeah so um i'm trying to think i mean were you I in remember, it all four years or yeah or what? so right. my freshman year i'm pretty sure i was tunisia at the carthage college conference then at chicago i was peru uh, I'm trying to think of what issues because, like, you do it. There's like how how many countries are you like? It, I I don't know. I, for some reason, I just assume that like you you're like a country each year, and it's like a how long does like a a session of the Model United Nations last? How long is it in? <laughs> They're like so at the University of Chicago conference, which is kind of it's one of the bigger ones in the country. Um, at that one, you have like two or three sessions a day, and they're each like at least two hours long. Um, some of them would be like four hours long in the morning. It was, wow. But yeah, so I was Tunisia, Peru. I was Vietnam my sophomore year for one of the conferences. I mean, how many conferences were there a year? We Our school went to two. There's a lot more that we could have gone to, but I guess our budget like, was lower. Okay, budget. Um, and then after that, I'm trying to... Oh, I was Brazil my senior year, and then at the University of Chicago, they do, like, committees that aren't part of the UN. Like, they'll do, like, historical reenactments almost, but, like, through politics. And so I was on the cabinet of Queen Matilda, or Empress Matilda of England <laughs> in, like, the year 1100, that's, that's take, really trying to take there. back England. Yeah. Yeah, which are, who are... Where was your favorite place to be? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I definitely think being uh, on the Matilda's cabinet was probably one of the best ones that I had because it was more veterans of the Model UN in high school that had kind of earned the right to be in some of the cooler committees, I guess. Um, there was a little hierarchy that you had to rely on to get into the better committees. Um, and it just came with tenure. Um but, yeah, no, I was, oh, I'm trying to remember my name. I was a nun in the cabinet of Empress <laughs> Matilda. I'm tr oh, I was Clements of Flamstead. Clements of Flamstead. That I is, I don't know if that I. That sounds like the sort of name of someone yeah, who would advise I, Empress Matilda. Yeah, I couldn't find. Queen or whatever. I don't think it was a real, <laughs> she was a real person. Oh. Um, Google searches yielded nothing. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Model UN, really, it gets really wacky sometimes. I mean. So the way it works is some of the committees are like crisis committees where like, so there's general committees, like general assembly committees where they just vote on stuff, have motions, talk stuff out, um, and then draft papers. But with ours, there'd be like crisis breaks, like the, the actions were developing as we were also trying to remedy them. Oh, that's so... Yeah, like that's very realistic. It was I, really cool. I mean, some of the, at Chicago they got really in depth that like one committee of the special ones would get woken up at twelve o'clock at night to have an emergency <laughs> meeting. Did they know it was coming? No, they didn't warn you. 
So they did just, they know that it was something that could happen? Yeah, yeah. So okay. you just get a call on your hotel phone and be like, the committee needs you come down or they'd come get you i think from your room that's a trial <laughs> yeah i know it was i'm glad it never happened to me but um what did it happen like was this uh well like a one-time thing that had happened or did it happen like yeah, pretty... no, they'd only do it once for one committee they'd pick one committee and it'd, they'd do it once over the weekend they wouldn't like repeatedly rise just... you <laughs> the, imagine being the guy who's got hit with that thing like five years in a yeah, row that would uh I would not like that, but no, Milo UN's, I, uh, I actually, I, I don't know if I have enough extracurricular time to get involved with the Madison Milo UN. I mean, I imagine that one's probably got, uh, yeah. do you know, I mean, do you know much about it? I, I think I stopped by their booth at the resource fair, but I would assume they have quite a lot of people. And they, I mean, what's the time investment like per week, at least uh, in your experience with that sort of thing? In high school, it was really lax because we just did two committees a year, so like, We'd do research, and then we'd have to write, like, a position paper on it. But other than that, it was not that much. Probably like two hours of preparation before a whole conference was enough. Um, yeah. You said that you were in there since, uh, what is it, freshman year, and then yeah. now you're not so you're not so much about it at Madison yeah. with, the, with the time commitment of everything else you got going on. But um, back in... Uh, when you were a member of that in high school, did you have any? Did you have time for other any other extracurriculars? Uh, I was not involved in that many. I believe my freshman and sophomore year, I was a member of baking club. <laughs> um, I don't think I actually went to a single meeting. I was, I was about to say, what do you but, mean you believe? Yeah, <laughs> figured you'd be a little more like that. I signed that, up. That makes for sense. It, but uh, yeah, never never went to bake anything. Um, my other oh. So at boarding school, just like in college, there's RAs, but, you know, they're high schoolers. Um, so my senior year, I guess you can count that as an extracurricular. I was an RA, but we called them prefects, which I've heard is also what they call them in Harry Potter. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, senior year I was a prefect, and that was honestly a lot less time-consuming than I expected it to be. Um, I really just had to plan help plan orientation with the other prefects uh, at the beginning of the year. And that's when the most time commitment was, was at the beginning of the year. Um, and towards the end of the year, we had to plan an activity for the junior class. It was kind of like their rite of passage. It's a tradition at our school called, or at, yeah, at my high school called uh, the Axe Hunt, um, where the senior class or the senior prefects or RAs, uh, if you call them that, uh, would plan an elaborate scavenger hunt for uh, a giant wooden axe. Um, well, how big the, is giant? Uh, I'd say probably like eight feet tall. Maybe not eight feet tall. Okay, maybe it's six feet. But it was very large and very janky. Um, and you'd have to hide it and then make a scavenger hunt. You didn't have to make a scavenger hunt. I mean, really, you could just let them loose and make them tear the place apart trying to find it. <laughs> but they encourage you to make a scavenger hunt for the junior class. I mean, how long did the the hunt take when you were in your junior year? We finished, I believe. So they give you, they put you on a timer. So um, I think they give you, like, you start whenever they want you to. Whenever the seniors rake, wake you up out of your beds to go do the axe they hunt. They could do it. They could do it like an emergency council. Yeah, for, pretty much for the queen. <laughs> for the queen. 
But um, we, <laughs> yeah, junior year, we found it, I believe, two hours early. Um, which well, was, how long did it take you total, though? So I think we woke up at like 8.30, and by like 2, we had found it. That's still like five and a half yeah, hours yeah, of searching. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was fun though. I mean, it's like a class bonding activity too. Um, it's like we walked all around town following these clues, and then my senior year, when it was my turn to help design this, um, oh, it's like we, the whole senior class that helped design. So it's only the senior. Oh, RAs. and you were one of them. Yeah, I the didn't, senior I, RAs. I didn't pick up on that for some reason. Yeah, the senior RAs planned it, um, and it was, it we 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 got elaborate. Is what I'll say, um, because our goal was to try and make it as hard as them as possible. Because the reward for finding the axe is you get senior privileges once the seniors graduate, which is like a week. They get a week of senior privileges. That's pretty nice, right? Yeah. How many people is they? Like, what's the group uh, size? Or can uh, only one person yeah, find the, the axe? The oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's the whole class. Like the entire junior class is searching for it as a unit. Oh, so they'll just. They always find them. They always get like their weakest senior privileges, yeah, basically. Yeah. So we <laughs> okay. wanted to make it a little more challenging. It's not like I mean they're kind of the seniors anyway. Though. They're yeah, gonna, they kind of exactly. get to be top dog at the end, no matter how you do it. Yeah. And so senior privileges were like you know you'd get a relaxed dress code, um, but other than that, it was not that much. That was better. But yeah, the our accent. I remember. I think we made them. We got we actually okay, it was a little cruel, I can't lie. Um, but at one point we made them run on the track. Like the entire class had to do a relay race. <laughs> um and they this all is... had they all had to run one lap. And give it to the next person. Yeah, yeah. Is and that... like pass a baton off. Okay, so for a second there, I forgot that you had a forty person class size. So <laughs> I went to the biggest school in Chicago. So I was imagining this with my eleven 1, hundred person yeah. class size, which would probably would have literally forever. taken like three or four days. Yeah. <laughs> but also I forget that you were also at a school where everyone was mandated to play a sport. So that probably would only take like I mean still take at least an hour, but yeah, it no, couldn't it be took, that bad. It took pretty long. Um and they were not happy about it because you know, we didn't <laughs> yeah. provide water. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a hot day in May. We didn't provide water, but I mean that's not really our fault. We told them to bring it themselves. Um but I think that was probably the cruelest uh leg of that scavenger hunt that we had. Um everything else was pretty straightforward, just a lot of clues. A lot of logic, a lot of puzzle solving. Uh, I believe my my step of the hunt that I designed. How many? Well, how many uh, senior RAs were there that were a part of it? There was like eight. Okay, I'd so like eight. a fifth. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So we were uh, they the only RA? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, there's not gonna be junior RAs. No, there was. There was a <laughs> oh, couple, really? but it was there'd only be like one or two. Okay. Um, and yeah, my my part of the scavenger hunt. Man, I I just so there was a prop room underneath the stage, just full of it was like chock full of furniture, just random <laughs> props, like just everything you could think of was down there, and it was like there was no room to walk. <laughs> and so I think I was like the second to last stop on the hunt. So what time did they reach your stop? Probably they almost ran out of time. Actually, they should have ran out of time, but we we gave them mercy. They're not really um, supposed to lose, are they? Yeah, I'm, I'm gathering yeah. that from this. Yeah, you, uh, that's kind of the vibe we got. The faculty really wouldn't let us 
make them lose. I feel like they would have. Do you think? You, who do you think would have been mad if they'd lost? Besides, you know, the entire junior class for the next one <laughs> week before they got the senior privileges. Yeah. Um. You know, probably like the junior class advisor or like their class. But other than that, I think they the faculty would have thought it was pretty funny. I'd hope so. At I least. mean, in your whole time there, did they ever not find the X? No. Did you ever hear about them not finding the X no, before you got there? No, I don't think they've ever they, not. Found they always the find X. the X. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay. You know, but you might you might have really, worked for it though. Yeah. Does that really make it a hunt at that point? I don't know. I mean, they did all have to run their. They someone <laughs> yeah. there was someone who waited for thirty nine of his classmates to run the lap before he ran it. Yeah. Yeah. I I would not. I don't remember who that was because towards the end after the track. Then we made them run across campus playing hide-and-seek <laughs> trying to find the senior RAs, and we just went in, like, the hardest-to-find spots. Was I anyone under, up a tree? Yeah, I was, <laughs> under, I was under one of our buses. So, like, we had, we had a, a, a bus called the Big Red Bus, right? It was neither big nor red. It was, was it just short school bus yellow? It was a short uh, white bus. Huh. Um, but it said big red on the side. That's so deceptive. It was, yeah, I know. It's that's the kind of trigger you need to win a game on hide and there. seek, you know? Yeah, and so I hid under the bus. I thought it was a really good hiding spot, but uh, I got found kind of fast. It was not, <laughs> it, was not it. I mean, what's kind of fast? Um. Well, honestly, I I had no notion of how long the juniors <laughs> took to finish the track event. Um. That was kind of. That was definitely their. Did most you start hiding test. before they finished the yeah. track event? Yeah. So oh I, no, I just had no. Notion. You're just un- that's a gross place to be. Kind yeah. Of. Well, I was just sprawled out on the <laughs> pavement, on my back underneath this bus, looking at all the surface rust on the frame. Yeah, I was trying not to get tetanus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so to add on to the track one, I forgot. So we made them like run all over town prior to the track one, and so right like two or three blocks. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, it was, I'd say more than that. <laughs> to the I leather mean, couch and they, back they, yeah, they to the prob- dorms. <laughs> they probably walked maybe about three miles total. Like we were that's, walking all that's morning a good bit. until, and then we we met them back at the track. And then after all that walking in the heat, we were like, okay, you're all going to run laps. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that's which, so brutal. Yeah, um, you know, it, 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 felt, it felt good. I can't lie, you know. It was um, a good heat stroke? Because of your no, acts, what you did. No, uh, I mean, you know, if they did, I think I had plausible deniability. <laughs> How? Um, How? Well, you know, I was just one of many individuals organizing this event, you know. Uh, you're right. When it's a group, it's less bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing that I... So what was, like, the... Ex- I mean, coming to college, you were used to having a roommate, I imagine. But, like, was it, like... How many people were in a room there? Yeah, so we only had doubles. There was no triples or quads or anything like oh, that's that. That's nice. I'm, I was imagining sort of, I was imagining a little more military style, oh. but that would have been brutal. Yeah, I mean, it was, ours was really, our dorms were pretty nice. Um, my dorm freshman and sophomore year had been recently remodeled. Um, and then junior and senior year, I was in a different dorm because there was underclassmen dorms and upperclassmen dorms. Um, and the upperclassmen dorm was a little older, but it was a lot more private. Um, and I had roommates from... Did you get to choose at all? or was it My freshman year, I didn't pick. You could pick if you wanted to. Did everyone sort of have a pick by the end? or Kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't... Were there a few people still going random? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think all my friends pretty much went, went random just because 
I mean, I mean you kind of know any, everyone anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my freshman year, I had a roommate. Sophomore year, I had a roommate. Then junior year, when I was in upperclassmen dorms, after spring break, one of the seniors actually got kicked out of my school. And so the seniors that had their own rooms in upperclassmen dorms, so he got kicked out, and I had a roommate. And I was like, well, can I just move into this empty room? And so then I did, and then I had my own room. Was and that then, just, like, great? Yeah, and then as an RA, uh, my senior year, I had my own room, which was nice. So it was the um, – during COVID, because you said you guys came back sophomore year, right? Yeah. Um, what was that sort of experience like with a roommate? Um, honestly, you know – I mean, we – it wasn't – I imagine COVID precautions maybe weren't as tight as they were in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some point sophomore year, we were kind of just stuck in our rooms – all oh. day. We did online class from our rooms, and it really oh. felt like solitary confinement. That's, I can't lie. I that's mean, they'd, terrible. They'd bring your food to the door. Oh, then, yeah, no. Then, yeah, so it really was like being in the hole. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I forgot they called yeah, it that. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was not that great. But, I mean, sophomore year, me and my roommate had a lot of the same classes. Um, so, that does – I imagine that would help, like, massively. Yeah, yeah. Um but I mean, like, that, how many class options were there with the? I mean, how how big were the classes? Um, I'd say probably like maybe twenty kids. So each, there like, probably weren't a ton class. of different op- paths no. to take. I mean, as you know, as an underclassman, you didn't have a lot of options. But then, you know, as you became a senior, and they allowed you to take more AP classes, you could really, you know, make your schedule how you wanted it. But yeah, my my roommate freshman year, he was from China, uh, and then sophomore year, I had a guy from Germany. Uh, and then my junior year, I had one of my best friends from Wisconsin, and then she knew it was just me. But, you know, living with, you know, my Chinese and German roommate, it was, I don't know, it was really like coming from a small town Wisconsin and, like, being thrown into an international boarding school. It's really, oh, like, almost like right. a culture shock. So it's it's international. So how much of, yeah. I mean, how much did... I mean, yeah, you were already talking about how it was a culture shock, but, like, I mean, was it really, like, pulling from everywhere, everywhere? Yeah, like, 40% of the student body was international my freshman year, and then oh, by... so this explains why Model UN was so big. Yeah, 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 and then... <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that that makes the quarter yeah. of the class of the school doing Model UN way more normal. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I think by my senior year, like, 60% of the school was international. Wow. Which was actually pretty crazy. Um but yeah, I mean, it was really like we had, I think my freshman year, we had like the most, despite it being a lower percentage, we had a greater diversity of countries represented at our school. I think we had at least like 40 different countries, which is pretty crazy for a school of like 160 people. Yeah. I mean, I did people usually, did how, I mean, did, what was the relationship between the countries that people represented and the countries they were from? Was there like an oh, international in poll there? Um, so Dude, was it like the kid from China was China and it was like that, or I mean, was it was like, that's only you could, sometimes you could request Cause, to get certain countries, but the way that it works is like the people who organize the conference, um, talk with your club advisor and then the people from your conference, they decide what committees and what countries you, your club gets. And then your advisor kind of divides them out typically by like seniority. So like I get first pick, but. Yeah, I don't think we ever got United States, so I I never got to represent the U.S. Um, would you? I mean, would you've been the would you've been the U.S. guy? 
I mean, honestly, I feel like that would be pretty contested if it came out of the hat. Yeah, it's just really cool in Mali Yuan because being a a G five power, you have veto power, so you can just Whoa. ruin. Oh, cause you can just ruin everyone's. <laughs> How day. many G five was there? Always like mandated to be at least one. Yeah, well, no, I mean they were in like every every committee and like the Security Council, you... General Assembly, they could veto everything. Wow. Yeah, so it was. You know, it definitely has a lot of power. (laughs) Yeah, I know, because you could just like people would spend days writing their resolution papers to solve these problems, and then you could just be like, "Uh, sorry, I'm not giving you my vote," and it would not pass. Wow, they'd be deadlocked. That is definitely that feels pretty realistic, but definitely still painful. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's pretty reflective of the real world, and it definitely is pretty painful. I mean, the dynamic of the UN is, you know, leave something to be desired, but. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on the topic of the real world, see, now I thought about saying that, and I'm really, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, here's a PSA from Shaq. That's that's <laughs> what I was trying to get at. Isn't that a fun one? I yeah. love, he's got sort of a, he captures the mind and he reminds you not to drink and drive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Shaq's a very insightful guy. Um, some of our PSAs, I love our PSAs, they're so creative. And just some of them are just so off the wall. Like, I'd never think of that. I like when Shaq says, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, DJ Diesel. I mean, you know, Shaq really does, he does everything at this point. I mean, what else <laughs> do you do when you're a retired NBA player? I guess. You've I mean, got there are a lot of people that just do, do everything after they retire. Like, yeah. uh, what is it? I, f- I feel like Snoop Dogg pretty famously has sort of bridged out into all of it. Yeah, <laughs> many different ventures. After but that. I... I don't know. I feel like that's like what the highest level of fame is when you're doing everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you can even do it at the height of your career, like The Rock. Yeah, exactly. Man, it would kill to be an influential person. Yeah, dude, it would really rock to be Dwayne. Yeah, it'd really rock. <laughs> I, I'd love a sponsorship. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know who I'd want to be sponsored by, but I'm sure I could. Yeah, think of one. I don't know. Um, well, I suppose that that is uh. That's about it for you seem exceptional. That is, uh, this is a, this has been our first episode. Uh, signing off. I am Oliver Gearhars, and my co-host is Jeb Blossom.